The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Marinci. Rage all you want. Level 2. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. The Prince, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down. We're kicking it. It's the Thursday night throwdown. And uh, we do have a full house. We're not done uh, yet. So that, that was just Teddy. We're going to send it to the Windy City, Chicago. All right, Big Card Julio is going to step up and in and uh, join us. Brent Beard, SEC country. Jacksonville, Florida uh, kicks it uh, with us. Mike Blewett, Long Island, New York. Jeff Feinberg, Toronto uh, in the house. So we're running the gauntlet uh, tonight. Full house uh, here this evening. And, um, man, a lot of stuff to unpack, a lot of picks to get to. I love, man, we've had some good uh, conversations this week about college football. You know, just sort of throwing it to the guests, different opinions on, on some of these more obscure uh, games. We'll get you caught up uh, to date uh, with the updated uh, point spreads, but we do have baseball going on. And, of course, the Carolina Panthers did win tonight. Christian McCaffrey injured. That's why I, I didn't want the first or second pick in a fantasy draft. This dude always gets hurt, all right? He always gets hurt. And if he didn't get hurt, they would have blown him out. The game would have went over the number. They would have blown him out. Like, it, it, everything changed with McCaffrey. Because, look, the game, the game ended up nearly getting there, uh, actually. But let's give credit. I got to give credit to Sam Darnold. And Adam Gase is getting ripped hard now. Well, whatever. Adam Gase is always going to get ripped, but... You know, so, you know, Ryan Tannehill, of course, looks like a pro bowler without Adam Gase. So now Sam Darnold looks amazing without Adam Gase. And when people dug down deeper, um, of course, the Denver Broncos won the Super Bowl, like, after he left. And going all the way back, I guess LSU won the national championship in, like, 2002 or something after he left. Right? I don't know. So if you're a team, hire Adam Gase and then fire him, and then you're going to win, evidently. But Sam Darnold looked good. And they also lost J.C. Horn as well. And D.J. Moore. Although Moore killed it and lit it up. I bet on an in-game total uh, of D.J. Moore. He literally got hurt on, like, the next play. It's one of those, you know what I mean? Listen, when you gamble a lot, you're going to get caught up in tidal waves sometimes, right? There's going to be a wave where it's like, oh, man, nothing's going well. Like, nothing, nothing. Like, last night, both me and Cam had, a, had Ottawa on the CFL. Both quarterbacks got hurt. They ran out of quarterbacks. They ran out of quarterbacks as they were driving the ball about to win our damn bet. (laughs) You can't rate that up. Right? Like, if you get mad about this stuff, then don't bet. Like, you know, basically, I just sort of laugh it off and shake it off. You you take the good with the bad. Um, It was nice, though. I got to tell you, I'm in a much better mood than I would have been because of the WNBA. The ladies came through for me. The ladies came through. 
It was nice, like, uh, to jump in on that, and I watched it. I didn't have to sweat it out that long. Like, I watched, like, the last quarter. It's only 10 minutes a quarter, so I watched the fourth quarter and, like, the last four minutes of the third quarter. It was very entertaining, and going one and one wouldn't have helped. I would have ended up losing juice. I wanted to, like, pop a nice 2-0, and like, to end things. There wasn't any baseball I wanted to jump. It was one game going on. So we, we hopped in. We hit the WNBA. That's good. Uh, we hit the college football. We've had a great college football campaign. Uh, so it's been good. Football's been good. Whatever. When you're on, you get dealt these crap-ass games you wouldn't bet on if they were on a Sunday. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Arancy. We're kicking it. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, including everybody in San Diego. What up? What up? What up? Uh, San Diego actually wins uh, today, and so do the Los Angeles Dodgers. Things are getting, like, super crazy right now uh, on the diamond. We're football heavy uh, tonight, but I will get you caught up to date with the updated uh, baseball standings, updated odds, man. Remember last night we were discussing the fact that the San Francisco Giants, they were up by two games, and suddenly fans FanDuel made a minus 225, and the Los Angeles Dodgers were plus 175. I said at the time last night, if I already didn't have a ton of money on the Dodgers, <laughs> I would jump in on this right now because they're only down two. All right, so um, speaking of down two, uh, we're going to be up two, down two, tie two, and all that other type of stuff. Is uh, The Ryder Cup is set to uh, tee off, actually. Literally and figuratively, huh? This thing tees off at, what, 8 in the morning, Eastern time, 5, uh, 5 a.m., uh, West Coast time. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm taking Europe. Sticking to my guns. We're taking Europe. Jeff Feinberg's going to join us. Uh, Feinberg's a great uh, golf handicapper. So we'll get Jeff Feinberg's take on the Ryder Cup. And Feinberg's also a, a lifelong diehard uh, Charger fan. So and I don't know. Like, you know, it's an interesting dynamic. I know, I know a lot of Charger fans that hate the Chargers. And, you know, they, they cheer for the Rams now or they just don't have a team. And I know some Charger fans that stuck with the team as well I've always thought it was kind of a you know awkward situation because I know like I'm an Expo fan and they moved to Washington and you know I'm not a Washington National fan and in fact I don't like the Washington Nationals you know I don't like them so I can see people like not liking them I can see people liking them it is it is what it is I'll tell you what whether you like them or whether you hate them um, the Kansas City Chiefs are just one 11 and 1 against the spread in their last uh, 13 football games. Isn't that insane? That's like, honestly, I think that's the least talked about, one of the least talked about winning trends in sports betting right now. The Kansas City Chiefs won 11 and 1 against the spread in their last 13 games. Another trend that I think is cashable and bankable uh, here is the San Jose State Spartans. All right. San Jose State Spartans are 8 and 1 to the under in their last nine games. Western Michigan, 4-2 and two of the under. Their last six games, love the under of that contest in Kalamazoo. Big Card Julio steps up in Windy City Sports Report. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. 
But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Hey, you tell that son of a bitch no Yankee is ever coming to Houston. Not as long as you bastards are running things. Hey, now, now speak up, George. I can't hear you. You tell that son of a bitch no Yankee is ever coming to Houston. Not as long as you bastards are running things. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Man, we've got a lot of uh, we've got a lot of uh, football to get to, a lot of football to get to, and I believe we've got uh, Big Card Julio in the house. He's ready to go. That's why he's Big Card Julio. Big Card Julio will be proud of me actually the, for betting on some WNBA action. Julio, totally ill advised, jumped in blind, <laughs> and I basically just jumped in on Sabrina uh, on Escu. I'm like, man, I don't care. Like, oh, Phoenix this, Phoenix that. I'm like, I'm taking the, I'm taking the Phenom plus the points. They end up losing by one. Game goes over the number. I'll take it. We fell short in the football game, and uh, we won the college football game uh, earlier. Ended up a uh, negative night when it was all said and done, but uh, the Marshall win was good. The over was good, and the WNBA pick really helped. On the way out, we'll see how Julio did. How you doing, Julio? Aloha, Gabe. Uh, I'm doing well. I actually had the Chicago Sky in an in-game parlay with an under 39-and-a-half in the uh, Panthers game. So that luckily snuck through. Uh, Losing day all in all with a couple of soccer bet losses, but uh, the in-game under, first half under, really helped uh, turn turn it into a positive night in the end in the uh, Panthers game. All right, listen, we're going to get into the football betting. I don't know if you're going to bet on the Ryder Cup and Julio likes to bet on soccer as well, but... Let me ask you about the White Sox. Any any concern, Julio, going to the playoffs right now in Chicago with the White Sox, the way they're playing uh, since the All-Star break? Yeah, they've been playing around 500 balls since the All-Star break. I think there's just more of a, a sigh of relief now. They finally clinched the division. Yeah. Now it's just getting healthy over the next week and a half. The biggest thing for me is can they – can they actually hit with runners in scoring position? I mean, there have been times over the last couple of weeks, Gabe, where the the White Sox have left, you know, 12, 13, 21 runners on base. You can't do that in the postseason or you're going to get swept. They have the pitching. They certainly have the hitters. They've shown it over the course of the year at at, uh, period spots. Uh, You know, it it just has to be clicking at the right time. But if the White Sox don't hit with runners runners on, it's going to be a short postseason. Now, I didn't see the highlights uh, after uh, Julio. Did they do the champagne and all that type stuff in the room after? Uh, I didn't see it either. It sounded like they were having having themselves a good time, though. And I think it was excused that they lost in the, in game two, even though it was a close one. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. And usually there could be a carryover, too, with that. It's actually a good play on uh, thing, guys. When teams win a division and clinch things and stuff like that, they exhale. They do. 
It's like, all right, it's done. And they do get wasted. <laughs> they do. I remember a couple of years ago, the Blue Jays really screwed up. The Blue Jays, like, it was sort of like now. They got really hot late, Julio. And they made the playoffs. And it was like, dude, you would have thought they won the World Series. Like, they got blasted, Julio, okay? Like, drunk, drunk. Like, and they had a double header the next day. <laughs> and they got swept. And they ended up missing out on getting home field advantage, Julio, by like half a game to the Kansas City Royals, who they got swept by in the stupid double header. And what seemingly was a like meaningless game to them. And then they ended up losing to Kansas City in six in the AL championship, bro. And I remember thinking, I was like, guys, like you went, you like they they lost like four in a row after they won, after they clinched or whatever it was. It was like, man, you guys went too hard. And I remember calling him out at the time, and it ended up biting him in the ass. So I want to look that up. I want to see, like, if the White Sox did the whole, um, like, after and stuff. But if they did the doubleheader, you're right. So they would have waited. So, something to, to consider moving forward. Let me just get the updated wild card standings uh, right now. Man, it's, it's like March Madness, this stuff in baseball. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's off the hook. So the Boston Red Sox are up two right now in the wild card. They've won seven in a row. They're in a good spot. They're they're up two on the Yankees and the uh, the Blue Jays. So if the playoffs started today, the Yankees would be at Fenway in the wild card game. The Toronto Blue Jays would miss out by a game. And Julio, I swear to God, I don't know how the hell this team is doing it, but the Seattle Mariners, bro, have won five in a row, and they're only two games out of the playoffs right now. And you remember just before the trade deadline, traded away their best reliever, yeah. almost a near mutiny in the clubhouse, disgruntled with front office. And here they are <laughs> with what, two games back, Gabe. Look, that's, uh, it's a good, that's a good group, right? It's a group that's been together for many years, a mixture of veterans and, and, and young players in a wild card chase where the A's are just you know, demolishing before your very eyes. Look, Seattle's a hot team. If you're going to ride a hot team, you might as well ride the Mariners into the wild card. It's amazing. Seattle have been so streaky this year, right? That's the thing with these guys. Like, Seattle will rattle off five, six wins, but then they'll lose four in a row. And I didn't think they had it in them to just keep this going at this time of the year. Like, like as, as, as you stated, like, um, you know, they traded Graveman. Players were in tears. Then they didn't do anything to trade deadline. They, dude, they, the Seattle Mariners have the longest um, they have the longest drought of not making the playoffs in, in sports. Like, everybody's made the playoffs except them, essentially. And if you think about it, it's true. Like, when's the last time you can even think of the Mariners being, uh, being in the playoffs? But, they, they, man, like, they really are. They're just a fun team and, you know, a bunch of young dudes. I tell you, they're, they're going to be good for years to come. And they got some winnable games coming up. They take on the Angels, guys, over the weekend. They're in Anaheim. So they're there. And then they get Oakland back uh, at home for three. So Oakland at Seattle. And then they end the season with three against the Angels. Bro, it's a pretty favorable schedule for their last nine games, Julio, for the Mariners. Seven and three in their last 10 games. You've got an Angels club right now who are three and seven. Marenzi in their last yeah. 10. <laughs> like Mariners playing six of their last nine games at home, guys. And they play the Angels six times out of the nine times. This lines up pretty good for them. They're for, they're forty two and thirty three in Seattle, but I guess if you look at their 
their schedule this season doesn't necessarily matter. They've won 42 games at home and 42 on the road. So, yeah, uh, home cooking with some bottom feeders, a team like Anna, like Los Angeles Angels that kind of want the season to get over with. Uh, you got to ride Seattle. I mean, there's seven games right now out of the West, so that's way out of the picture. But I wouldn't want to face Seattle in a one-game play-in. Big card, Julio, Julio Rosario kicking it uh, with us from the Windy City. It's the Windy City Sports Report. So, uh, speaking of uh, the Windy City, what's your take uh, on the Bears, Chicago Bears, and the Cleveland Browns? Uh, I always had a feeling, listen, you and I talked about it. I didn't think Andy Dalton was going to get through the first game. So, whatever, I was wrong. He didn't get through the second game. I always knew that Justin Fields would end up playing going back to Ohio. Of course, Ohio State. Now he goes back to Ohio. What's your opinion on this game, Julio? Are you betting this game? And if you are, what's, uh, what side are you on? Well, right now it's all on Matt Nagy. Justin Fields, it's the honeymoon period for him. Everyone and their mothers, their uncles, and their great uncles want to see Justin Fields as a Bears starter since the Bears drafted him. Yep. They've got him. And the Bears' offense under Matt Nagy, this offensive genius, has, hasn't lived up to the hype. I mean, what, they're one of the worst scoring teams in the NFL this season, Gabe. They're what, 28th in points, set in 17 points a game, one of the worst passing attacks in the NFL, 31st in uh, passing yardage per game at 135 and a half. Like, it's all on Matt Nagy to design an offense that will utilize Justin Fields' strengths. Utilize not only his footwork, but an ability to run downfield, uh, a chance to throw on the run. It's going to be unique. It's going to be hard to get all that in a week. I'm going to wait till before kickoff to see if we can get maybe an eight, maybe eight, an eight and a half. But the Bears will be on a teaser card for me this weekend. Bears on a teaser card for uh, Big Card Julio, Windy City Sports Report. Right, we're jammed up tonight, so we got Julio for another segment. Get uh, get your card out, Julio. Look forward. I'm just going to give it to you on the other side. I love when you go Bill Walton and just start rattling off the bets. You got college football, NFL football, soccer. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Place a wager. Tomorrow night on Fox's Celebrity Boxing, I've got Carol Channing beating Mike Tyson in three rounds. Carol Channing. You've got Carol Channing, the actress, beating Mike Tyson, the boxer. Hell, give me 50 bucks on Tyson. Yeah, you're in good company. Betting Freddy took the same wager. Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. We're kicking it live. Big Card Julio joining us at Windy City Sports Report. we got Brent Beard going to join us from Jacksonville, Florida. Mike Blewett, Long Island, New York. Jeff Feinberg will kick it. We'll talk Ryder Cup uh, with a great golf capper and uh, somebody that also used to be on our show uh, many years ago, Jeff Feinberg. So, Julio, let me just throw one game at you. And this is for Lisa, actually, in the chat. Shout out, Lisa. Sooner, Lisa, uh, we should uh, add. I don't know. Do you have an opinion on that Oklahoma uh, West Virginia game? Because I, you know, I look at this game and I think part of me thinks that there's a game coming where Oklahoma is going to put it all together, and then another part of me thinks, man, there's a lot of points to be laying against a scrappy West Virginia team here. When you look at Oklahoma's offense, it's only averaging like 10 yards an attempt on pass, a passing plays. Like Spencer Rattler is struggling. The offense is struggling. They're winning games, though, right? And, you know, we have this such a high bar for these teams that we're critical of them because if they don't smoke everybody every week. This is a tricky game, though. We haven't really talked about it too much. That's why I wanted to bring it up. What's your take on this one? Well, I hope soon Elisa forgives me because I've got written down West Virginia at plus 17 and a half as a, as a look-see on my card this weekend. I think West Virginia is a scrappy team, and I think they'll be able to, to put up some points Against Oklahoma, do I think they'll beat beat them outright? No, but I'd say the margin is between 14 and 16 points. So I'd uh, I'd hold on tight with the, the Mountaineers to cover by uh, at least 17 and a half. That's a lot of points to be laying. Just, yeah, dude, I thought, it, really, like Nebraska aren't very good. I lost that game. I've been killing college football, but Oklahoma cost me, and I'm like, do I really want to go back with them after I just laid 21, 22 last week and they barely beat Nebraska? And now you got West Virginia coming in here. Um, I think Lisa's concerned about this game herself, but Lisa's concerned about every game every week. She's worried when they play like Tulane and stuff like that, right? She's like one of those. She's uh, she's one of those fans. So she agrees with your bet on on West Virginia plus the points, uh, Julio. Yeah, and again, I mean, this is. Uh... When you have these blue chip programs, right, and year after year when you cycle out these good quarterbacks, every so often you're going to have a dud. And I'm not saying that Spencer's, you know, a huge dud, but the, to ask him to put up the same numbers that Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, it's that's tough to do and to, put, yeah. to to win by 18 points against a conference opponent after failing to cover against Nebraska the week before. I mean, I, that's just asking a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if West Virginia came through the backdoor window with a backdoor cover on Saturday. But, I mean, 17-and-a-half is a lot, I think, for a conference game. I'm scared of getting in front of the Sooners, though, with all that being stated. (laughs) I'm scared of getting in front of the Sooners. I'd rather get in front of Alabama, actually. Alabama, what are they, like 45-and-a-half? Alabama don't cover these games they don't care about. Like, they, they don't. 
Um, and in fact, how about this? Alabama guys are two and ten against the spread uh, when laying forty more than forty-two points. The last twelve times they've laid more than forty-two. So why is that? It doesn't it doesn't say anything negative about them, but they only care about the conference games and and. Um, like Saban, he doesn't run the score up on these teams, and they're laying such a massive number all the time, right, against these non-conference teams. So something to keep your eye on there, guys, with Southern Miss. Nobody's, you know, you don't get rich betting against Alabama, but if you pick your spots and in spots like this, and then if you dig deeper too, always look up, guys, when Alabama's playing a team like this. Look up and see, like, the relationship with uh, Saban and a coach. Just like, you know, watch the press conference or get the comments. Like, uh, does Saban like the guy? Did they work together? It's another thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's another one, Julio, that's good. Saban doesn't run the score up on his former assistant coach buddies when they're the head coach. Because it almost makes, you know, he wants them to do well and stuff, right? So he doesn't like. There's little, little things with Saban I've caught on. Like, I'm telling you, I've really got a good pulse on Alabama over the last, like, five years or so. I'm really starting to figure them out uh, better. So who are you looking at, Julio? What do you got for us, brother? Uh, let's start with college football. I like the Liberty Flames a lot tomorrow against Syracuse. Liberty minus three and a half in the first half. I'm even putting Liberty in a parlay. Bayern Munich take on one of the worst teams in German Bundesliga soccer tomorrow. So I'm putting Bayern Munich, Liberty, and then Atletico de Madrid in Spanish La Liga soccer on Saturday morning. That parlay comes out to plus 134, but definitely like Liberty minus three and a half in the first half against Syracuse tomorrow. Look, I know not everyone's going to be going through the window wanting to bet UNLV tomorrow night, but they're averaging 15.3 points a game. All I need is 14 points out of UNLV tomorrow night against Fresno State. It could be a first-half touchdown and a a late fourth-quarter score. I don't care. But team total is 13.5 minus 120. Give me me UNLV team total over 13.5 tomorrow against Fresno State. I think we have an upset brewing in Logan, Utah, Saturday morning. It's a 10 a.m. Mountain Time kickoff on CBS with Utah State taking on Boise State. Give me the Whoa. Aggies plus nine and a half at home, plus 270 on the money line. Let's get a last-second field goal or uh, a late go-ahead score for Utah State. I think the Aggies cover and win at home. Uh, hold on one second, Boise. Julio. Yeah. Hold on one second here. This is this is this is a, you're a degenerate. You're gonna like this one. I just put a live bet in on the Mongolian Premier League soccer. <laughs> Mongolia. I love it. You like that, Matthias? Yeah. Matthias thinks he's a soccer guy. You ever bet on Mongolian soccer? It's UB. I can't even say it. Mazen. It's Mazalan. Right? against Cora Mokden. I can say Cora Mokden. You see these other guys? UB. What's that? UB Maza. Mazalunanunda. I'm not going to take a stab. I wouldn't touch that. The, you see that name, Matthias? Yubi Mazalanudan. I'm, I'm stumbling on this. I don't know. I just bet in game under four and a half, though, if you want to tell me. I like that. Yeah, I mean, under is better, so let's do that. Yeah, yeah. It's 1 0. They're in the 32nd minute right now. And look, corked on or minus 1,400, Julio. So what does that tell you? Okay, so corked on or the dominant team, they're supposed to kill them, right? It's 1-0 in the 30th minute. Are they really going to win 5-0? Are they going to score four more? Uh, You know, if they haven't. 
Last time these two played, it was 3-0 to Coracon. So I kind of like where you're going there, Gabe. Well, Julio's busting out the history. That's slick. Good stuff. So you know Julio bets international soccer when he's digging out standings and scoring results that fast. I'm impressed, Julio. I can do that with basketball. It's like, what, South Korean basketball? Yeah, what, with the Soul Thunder? I can tell you, like, right away, like, <laughs> what they did. Good stuff. Yeah, I just jumped in under four and a half. I'm feeling a little bit. You know what? We, we just hit that WNB. I think we can end strong and win this. A little Mongolian soccer uh, action here. All right. Uh, so what else you got, Julio? Sort of jump in. I just want to share that with everybody. No, I, I like it, Gabe. I'm tailing you. Let's, let's go. Under four and yeah, a half put goals. It in. I'll, I'll take four nothing final score. I'll be comfortable with that. Uh, Notre Dame, look, you, you said this yes. earlier. Uh, it's going to be, look, it was nice that Connor, Connor McGregor showed up over the weekend. He's a, reminded me of a Southside Chicago Irish kid, right? He fit right at home the way he said three. He was right at home over the week. It's going to be a massive game. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if people understand, like, in terms of Chicago college teams, Notre Dame is is the school. I mean, not everyone's smart enough to get to Notre Dame if you're a Southside Irish person from Chicago, but you love Notre Dame if you're an Irish Catholic person from Chicago. Yeah, they're so massive there. It's going to be a massive game. I like Notre Dame plus six and a half and on the money line. You can money maybe line. get them at plus two dollars, maybe even lower. Uh, I'm getting them at plus one ninety eight on FanDuel here locally. So give me Notre Dame plus six and a half. Plus one ninety eight on the money line, and I like the under forty five and a half as well. I think it's going to be a scrappy Chicago fist fight on the lakefront on Saturday when those two teams play. I like Illinois game against Purdue plus eleven and a half, and on Ooh. the money line, I'm, I'm, I'm done with dogs this weekend. I'm plus three sixty for for Illinois on Saturday against Purdue. Western Michigan uh, minus two and a half against San Jose State. Uh, Air Force against FAU. In Colorado Springs, give me uh, the Falcons minus four against FAU. And uh, look, uh, UTEP, massive game for over three and a half season win total betters like myself at plus yep. 150. They take on New Mexico. It's pretty much a coin flip game. I'm going to wait to see if I can get them maybe at even money or maybe plus 105. They're minus 105 right now against New Mexico. But UTEP's ground game is going to be the biggest thing. Can the Miners continue to utilize their running, running attack against New Mexico? I think they will. I think they'll get to three wins minus 105 for utep see if you can get some uh, even or plus value with the miners on saturday i like it and props to julio before the year started he said uh he liked the utep miners over three and a half and uh they're they're well on their way great uh, great job uh julio for the record notre dame and wisconsin tickets at soldier field the cheapest ticket to get in is 118 dollars right now That's get you bad. in uh, section 430 Grandstand 430. Uh, you know, I'm actually, you know, I'm surprised about it. That's not, you know, that's, that's sort of what I expected, you know, 100, 150 bucks to get in. But I'm actually surprised that you can sit on the 50 yard line for 329 bucks. That's not like bad. the best seat in the house is 550. Like you can sit like lower bowl, 40 yard line, 50 yard line for 500 bucks. Julio, we're already done. Uh, best bets, 30 seconds on the way out. What do you want to give us? Final words of wisdom. Uh, Ten-point teaser in the NFL: Cardinals from seven and a half to plus two and a half. Ravens from minus eight to plus two. Broncos from ten and a half to just a win. That's my ten-point teaser on Sunday game. Julio Rosario, great stuff, Julio. Thanks for joining us, my man. Thank you, Gabe. Let's go under four and a half. Good luck, everybody. Take care. Jeff Feinberg next.
Some artists work. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. The Late Night Anger Management Class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. We've been kicking it old school a lot uh, lately. We've had the biggie, Eric Cohen, on uh, routinely with his NFL Best Bets uh, of the Week. And we always love catching up with another uh, another uh, dude that was part of the old school uh, crew on Hardcore Sports Radio, Sirius XM. Jeff Feinberg now kicks it uh, with Pat Mayo, odds checker. Very busy man, uh, Jeff Feinberg. Always a pleasure, Feinberg. How you doing? <laughs> Happy to join you, Gabe, anytime. Always looking forward to it. Uh, it's great to see your success, uh, doing uh, great uh, work. Uh, one you. of Fe- Feinberg's uh, niches is golf, actually. So before we get into uh, your other niche and your passion, which is the Chargers, um, what about the Ryder Cup? Like, you know me, I'm a golf casual. I'm sort of the major guy. I'll sprinkle on some top 20s during the year. It's just sort of a sport to bet on uh, for me. But I actually do get fired up uh, for the Ryder Cup. I love the the angle of it. I love the passion of it. Yet the Europeans need to bring more passion to this tournament uh, than the Americans do. And the Europeans have won four of the last five Ryder Cups. What's your take on this one? Um, my take, Gabe, is I have never bet on the Americans to win the Ryder Cup before, ever. And that's been really successful for me. That being said, I think it's time the U.S. flips the script. This group of players on this golf course, I'm actually anticipating the Americans overwhelm Team Europe this week in Wisconsin. Wow. Wow. So is it, listen, what, they got nine of the top ten players. I get it. Is that so? Is it just is it their lineup? What is it about them that you like them so much? Is it their the, the fact that they can kill the ball? You just mentioned so whistling straights. Because for me, and I brought it up earlier, and I'm sure you saw the the comments from Brooks Kepka. 
about basically, you know, oh, well, you know, it kind of sucks when someone else, you know, puts you in a bad spot. You know, you're going to lose that whole, hey, I did my job. Now do yours. I got to go to team meetings. Between him and Bryson, not a lot of team guys on this team. And you got a lot of rookies, a lot of guys that are playing in their first uh, Ryder Cup experience on the Americans. Yeah, so for starters, I believe it is an absolute course fit for the American team. Their ability to just um, be prolific off the tee will be a huge advantage for them. Brooks Kepka, he's he needs his ego stroked, uh, Gabe, and that's that's all part of it. He's a star player, and I don't mind stroking it a little. I actually have a plan for Brooks. The days I'm using him, when I use him, he gets to go out last. What does that mean? He's not going to play an alternate shot. He gets to play in best ball. And other than showing up for a 15-minute team meeting, he can do his routine the whole day. And Brooks, <laughs> you're out last. So you don't have to watch anyone golf. Because I imagine Brooks, like, it's painful. I do my match, then they have to drive to drag out there and pretend to care about you. Uh, no, Brooks, you play last. We'll watch you golf. We'll cheer you on. Don't worry about it. You just be the clutch anchor that you are, Gabe. Rookies, we've seen it in every single sport. Rookies are ready to win. They're ready to be yeah, champions. These I kids know. in all sports from Soto to You look Donchi. at Morikawa, right? Morikawa. Yeah, Morikawa. It's just, all the time. It's just, yeah. I don't want to call it a phenomenon, but it's something has changed in sport that I am not overly right. um, concerned about. As for the history, this team has new leaders. Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, they are taking an active leadership role. I don't believe this group of players, Dustin Johnson's the only one with that's been to, I believe, more than three Ryder Cups. This is a team that doesn't deserve to wear the sins of, say, Tiger and Phil's teams of the past, Gabe. I believe USA Golf is ready to flip the script on how this thing goes down. Uh, I'm not. Uh, Cam actually believes in the Ander curse curse. He was irate when I told him that uh, Tim likes Europe. Who does Mayo like? Mayo likes the Americans. He thinks the Americans are going to win. And I understand it's a hard event to say bet on you know, a favorite or you know, especially at minus 200 because they're minus say 190 minus 200 or whatever. Right. That's really annoying. Are for you going to Sophie? Or are you going to do, cause you're not worried about the draw. You think they're going to roll, right? Or are you, so you want to get the best odds possible, right? Well, America to lift the trophy and to win is the same thing because a tie, they don't lift the trophy. It goes to the team that won last. Okay, some books, yeah, great point. Yeah, some yeah. books are trying to trick you and they have different numbers there, but I do get it, Gabe. An American, like, we don't want to bet something that's minus 200. It's like a three-day test cricket match. So maybe there's other things you do um, want to do. Just as an example, one of my favorite props this week is U.S. to win Sunday singles. Anything under minus 160, I absolutely love. After John Rahm, they have the 10 best players in the world on a golf course that suits them. Europe is known for being so savvy and playing team golf. Yeah. But I don't care. There's no permutation of how those 12 matchups could work out that America's not favored in like 10 of them. So that's a bet. I love maybe to add to my Sunday football card, or I'm betting both America to win by one to three points and four to six points, one to three points at plus two fifty or two to 40 and four to six points at, um, you know, over 300, three, three and change. What have you? I hit one of those that pays more than America to win. And I'm just going on the fact that like winning by seven or more would seem hyper rare. So there are better ways maybe to get your money in on the Americans, but I'm still confident uh, any which way I've got America to lead, like lead after day one, lead after day two, be the winner. Uh, that's around plus 200. So 
There are other ways that I'm betting on what I believe will be a dominating American performance. Jeff Feinberg uh, kicking it uh, with us. Any interest in the points? Uh, top point uh, getter. You know, John Rahm is uh, the favorite. We were talking about Justin Thomas. Like, who's, who do you think is going to play the most uh, for the Americans? And any interest in that prop? Yeah. Uh, so I have bet Xander Shoffley to be the top U.S. score and the top overall score. You are right, Gabe. It's really hard to figure who's going to get hot, who's going to play a ton. Yeah. But it is that team of Xander and Cantley, Olympic gold medalist for the Americans and PGA Tour Player of the Year, FedEx Cup champion. They're best friends. They're out in Napa a couple weeks ago, you know, preparing, sending Stricker updates on how all their practices and alt shot were going. So that's the team that I anticipate uh, potentially even playing more together than Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, who many would predict. Who do you think the X factor is? Let's look at Europe a little bit. We've been U.S. heavy. Me and Cam were talking, and, he, he, and, and I agree, and he was talking about Victor Hovland. Like, you know, if Victor, because look, we know what we're going to get from Rom. I think Rory's going to bring it. Uh, and I think Garcia, Garcia might be old, man, but Garcia's playing good golf, Jeff, and he matches up. His game suits this tournament, this 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 course well, right? Yeah. So I think you, you got these veteran guys. We know a lot of these European guys, and great point by you, that Sunday's dangerous for the Europeans. That's when the Americans storm back, because the Euros are better team guys. But how important is Victor Hovland to Europe? What's your take on Hovland coming into this tournament? Because, man, he gets a lot of respect from the odds makers, Jeff, doesn't he? Yeah, and I'm one of those people, Gabe, that probably bet him at way too short a number at, at events. with. The I call him the new Norwegian Ricky Fowler. He's like the new yeah. guy that everyone loves. Everybody. Yeah, and he went to <laughs> Oklahoma State. But, yeah. uh, but we're hoping he brings winning orange into Butler Cabin or something at the Masters yeah, yeah. in ways Ricky uh, couldn't. But you're not wrong. He's got a smile that the networks and the sponsors just absolutely adore. Um, we hope his ceiling, you know, can, can, can burst Ricky's that being said, you are absolutely right. And guys on Europe are going to be stapled to the bench. They're going to have to ride their horses. Victor Hovland is absolutely one of them. So guy like Victor, I do, do believe Gabe, he's going to play five sessions. I don't think they have a choice. What's interesting about it though. And it's really a point that I've been making a lot this week is let's just take a point of comparison. Victor Hovland has to be amazing this week. Colin Morikawa could do nothing. And I think, like, I don't think that would make or break the Americans like Hovland. Less room for air for the Europeans, huh? Yeah. No, you know, I say Stricker's got two and a half mulligans because Europe's got two and a half Lee Westwoods on the roster. Jeff Feinberg uh, with us. So, Jeff, man, great catching up with you. We only got a couple of minutes left. Let's get into, uh, let, let's get into some football here. Listen, I was watching the game. I was on the game. We're on live um, every Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock during the games, in-game live. And I, I watched the game, every play of the game. And, man, I'm not a Charger fan. I'm not a Cowboy fan. And that game took a couple of years off my life. Between <laughs> just be, it's one of the strangest games ever. Between the constant flags, between both teams going up and down the field, not scoring. I should note I had the over and I had a teaser to the over. And I was ready to put my fist uh, through the screen in this game. But... What a wild game it was, and, you know, kind of frustrating. And now you're you know, frustrating from the Chargers' perspective. Now you find yourself going to KC, but, man, KC guys are 1-11-1 against the spread in their last 13 football games, Jeff. What's your take on this? You know, throw the Charger fandom in you. Should we be taking the points? Like, just the blind better in you? Say, man, you got to take the, the, take the points? I mean, listen, I'm so nervous having to play a player like Patrick Mahomes off a loss. That's like playing Manning at his peak off a loss or Brady, even today, I guess, off a loss. They seem so dominant, Gabe. Chargers, 
fifth in the league in yards, 25th in points. The game was frustrating. The flags, you know, but they did miss field goals. Herbert threw a bad pick in the end zone. There have been a couple red zone picks by him this year, so that's got to be sorted out. But the Chargers, you talk about what's going on with the Kansas City defense, Gabe. Yeah. Let me tell you what the Chargers defense is up to. They rank number one in the league in third down conversions. They rank um, number one in the league in yards per drive and number one in the league in possession, a time of possession for drive. Unfortunately, they've had the fewest number of drives in the league this year and are the second worst red zone team in the NFL this year. So if you think can't blame Anthony Lynn, no, no, they can't. But um, no, it's all. I, listen, this is all a progress. I love what I've seen from the coach. They went for a fourth and inches from their own side of the field game, yeah, from yeah, their own 35 in a three-point game. Yeah, with Pfizer the boy, what's his name, McCoy, or all these guys would never yeah, have done that. Never. Yet. State, like, there's still 11 minutes left in a three-point game in the third quarter. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what sort of, uh, you know, strategic approach Staley will bring to the first game here. But no doubt, they got to figure out the penalties. They got to figure out the red zone. But they're doing a lot of right things, even on the defensive side of the ball, holding Dallas um, to that point total after getting such a hot start in that game. Looking at the stats, they have the second best pass rush win rate in the league behind Tampa. So I'm still positive. I'm not in like a negative place yet. This is going to be a really tough game. I don't really know how they win it, which is going to make a Monday nighter in week four versus the. Raiders, probably a must-win early season contest. Is it bothering you watching the Raiders win like this? Yeah, for them, stacky <laughs> wins versus, versus the Ravens in Pittsburgh, Gabe. And I'm just like, why? wins like that, I know. Yeah, why can't, like, throw over the top? Like if, you're Denver, if it's Denver, you're like, yeah, whatever. You beat Jacksonville, you beat, you beat the Giants. But if you're the Raiders, like, dear God, those are pretty two hard games they just got out of the way. Like, yeah. Two hard games. Kansas City loses. The Chargers lose. Yeah, what a, what a start for the Raiders. And I'm sitting there watching. Like, how come nobody's exploiting them over the top? Last year, they could not stop a single pass. Like, what is going on here? Um, so full credit, full credit um, to the Raiders. That they look really, they look really good. I, so I that should be a big game in week four. We've only got about thirty seconds uh, here. So what's what? What are your best bets of the week this week in the NFL? What are you looking at? On that note, I don't mean to just pick on the Raiders, Gabe, but I love a good team going to the backup. They are a well-coached team in Miami. I'm going to play the Dolphins with the points this week, and it's the perfect spot for Seattle. Seattle, a couple on the road. It's like the uh, them off a loss. I don't get to bet Mahomes off, Mahomes off a loss this week, but I'm betting Wilson off a loss. I love Seattle in this spot as well. I think Minnesota are a fade team, and this is what's interesting about uh, Seattle as well uh, with Pete Carroll. Um, the Seahawks are nine and two against the spread in week three. The last eleven years in week three, they're nine and two against the spread. It's a little little bit of icing on that cake for Jeff Feinberg. Follow him on Twitter, uh, G Feinberg. Check him out with Mayo Media and of course Odds Jackers. Great catching up with Jeff May to win his VRs. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Management class. Wow. Quick as 180 minutes in sports, man. It's flying by uh, this evening. We're not done yet. Brent Beard, love talking college football with Brent. We got Mike Blue. always love catching up with Mike Blue. Great guest uh, tonight. Great show. And unfortunately, we're not going to be here with you uh, tomorrow night. Unfortunately. And anybody that tunes into our show, and you know we've been doing this uh, since 2002. We don't take vacations. We don't miss shows. Uh, but it's just the way things lined up. Uh, due to a litany, long list. It was sort of a domino effect of circumstances um, that that led to this. But don't despair. Don't despair, especially if you're one of my troll fanboys. Don't worry, I'll be on TV and Sirius XM Channel 204 from 6 o'clock till 9 o'clock tomorrow night. So, <laughs> even when I'm off, I'm not off. I'm not, you know what I mean? We're, we're off. Oh, you're off. You're getting lazy, Marenzi? No, we're doing a TV show. And... Matthias can attest to this, and I don't want to get into it too much, but I was, I'm not, I wasn't like overly pleased about any of this situation, right? <laughs> but I'm like, what do you mean? No. I was like, no, 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 I don't you know. But as I stated, there's a long list of, uh, it was just sort of one of those domino effect type of deals. And um, hey, it is what it is, but we're going to be on TV. In our place tomorrow, you're going to get uh, Lisey. Uh, there'll be a replay of the college football show, college football, uh, college full, college football full circle. So you get a bunch of college football picks, and for those of you uh, that's on Sirius, and for those of you listening on uh, the Mightier 1090, it'll be uh, the Rich Eisen show replay. All right, and we'll be back on Sunday. So if you tune in tomorrow night, where's that crazy dude? Well, don't don't worry, the crazy dude will be back. And don't forget to join me. I'm gonna have all the picks for tomorrow night's games from six to nine o'clock. We're gonna be jam packed on game time decisions on Friday. All right, on the other side here, I want to get um, – we got, you've got a UFC card that's worth watching, eh, Matthias, finally? This weekend? Yes, we do, Gabe. Yes, we do. Alex Volkanovsky, here we come. Yeah, let me – I want to get to the odds to see if there's anything worth betting. Uh, it's a crazy odds, etc. Like that anger management class. Brent Beard's going to join us from Jacksonville, Florida. This guy's great. Mike Blewett from New York. This is Portrage. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? 
Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.